Hey, thanks for joining us today on Ships in the Night tonight. Today, whatever it is, my guest is Brendan Dillon. Hello. Um, Brendan, thank you for joining me. Thank you for agreeing to do this. We are graciously doing this out of your student dorm in the, uh, you know, I'm not going to give away your address, but we're doing it in a student dorm in Denver. On 14th and Curtis. Oh, uh, <laughs> we just lost some sponsors. Damn it. Um, but yeah, we're doing this in a little study room. So we should get some nice, thick echoey. Um, Brendan, let's start off. You know the you know the podcast. You've listened to it as everybody in the whole world should, I believe. Yes. Uh, let's start off. How do we know each other? Uh, we've known each other since um, was it like third or something at the grade? Yeah, we've uh, known each other since elementary school. Made friends in middle school. Uh, continued hanging out in high school and. I started to like you around like a couple years after you graduated. <laughs> that actually corroborates with what another friend of mine once told you. Is that in high school, it was pretty much just like, I don't think he likes you, but he puts <laughs> up with you. And I think that's a really great dynamic. Uh, I don't blame you. I, I, I mean, I hate me now. I hate oh. me now a lot. So I can't even imagine what a piece of garbage I was in high school. No, and, uh, like it, it, you were funny, just like exhausting, <laughs> exhausting. Yeah, Inter- like like in what way? Um, well, uh, all right. Like for example, uh, almost every day at lunch, like you would pester me with like the most inane fucking would you rather questions. Oh yeah, oh, where, that's right. you were preempting comedy bang bang with that. By the way, <laughs> what? Oh, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> Uh, Do they do that on Comedy Bang Bang? On on the podcast. I, I don't really watch the show, but... But they just ask gross would-you-rathers? Yeah. Nice. Oh, man. That's... I'm talented beyond my years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Middle school. Let's, that's... That's interesting you remember, like, us meeting in elementary. I don't remember that really at all. Did we go to Eagle View together? Oh, oh, no, um, did you not start at Stargate till middle school? Because I no, my, I was like fourth or fifth. I okay, think. yeah, yeah. So I I remember that. Um, okay, yeah, I guess that is kind of middle school. A um, little bit of background: Stargate is a uh, the most exclusive middle school in all of suburbia. Um, <laughs> it's a little GT gifted and talented school for mm-hmm. little fucking nerdos, and we both went there. Yep. So now you all know the background. Um, yeah, Stargate was that was a real interesting. I feel like that might have been when I peaked. Yeah. Was middle school. How so? I. That's just when I was at the height of my powers. That's when I didn't <laughs> have any self doubt. That's you were able to move things with your mind. <laughs> I really. That's when I was my strongest. Um, what about you? When did you peak? Uh, when did I peak? Um. Man, I, I would say like fifth grade. <laughs> I, 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 I got to, like, I got to the district spelling bee. Oh, wow. um, I, I know it's my biggest accomplishment. Um, no, like, I, I feel like that was kind of the last time. Yeah, like you said before, kind of doubt kicked in and everything. Where like, I just, yeah, I just felt good about myself. You know? <laughs> Do you think that's like a result of? puberty or just like it's just growing older um yeah probably a little bit of um puberty um and and yeah like around that time like you start noticing a little bit more in the world Mm -hmm. um 
and that kind of combined with like just the weird fucking tempest of emotion that puberty gives you yeah like gives you kind of a really fucked up perspective on things and so yeah like for a while like i was just really like everything is awful and wearing skinny jeans all the time so so puberty probably wasn't super kind to you uh no did it um did you like where we went to middle school or was it was just kind of another brick in the road um, I'd, I'd, I'd say I liked Stargate definitely compared to, compared to going to kind of a, a big public high school after that. Like, yeah. That was rough. Yeah. Um, I think I've told you this, but let's commit it to tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, freshman year. I remember the, the most stark, like big contrast for me. I remember this like first couple weeks as I was like, I can't tell if this person in the hall yelling is literally mentally disabled or if they're just a sophomore <laughs> yeah and because like that was the first i'd been exposed to that like uh, that up close both mm. sophomores but more specifically like the the disabled um yeah so how do how did you like the t- the time at at the big public school at uh horizon was the name of it um yeah that 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 was pretty rough. Um, I I remember just yeah being really kind of misanthropic. Mm-hmm. Um, as as I got older, like I kind of the classes separated out a little bit. Where mm-hmm. like um, being a smart kid, you were in more classes with smart kids as opposed to the first couple of years. They just throw everybody in together. Yeah. So so like it it got a little bit better, mm-hmm. but yeah, it still I I, I didn't particularly love it sure um that that was probably your biggest like gripe with the school is just you kind of outclassed everybody uh i i mean that makes you sound like some sort of fucking eugenics um but you just you didn't feel like there was anybody who like could keep up with you or like um well less that and more just like i have interests in like weird like weird comedy like mm-hmm. specific types of music and everything and like i i feel like generally smarter people are more inclined to that like i'm not necessarily saying like the things i like are objectively better but uh-huh. but yeah like when i was with smarter people they tended to like more of the same things as me and i was able to connect more with them so okay that's that's real interesting thought it so it wasn't like you don't have a problem with dumb people. No. <laughs> that's <not laughs> shitty. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't like a breakdown of like, you're dumb. I'm smart. Fuck off. It was like, a, can't we please just talk about Mersbau? Can't we just yeah. that? Could we Joy Division? Huh? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> I do remember freshman year. I was taking a test, and you finished it early or something. Uh, or you didn't have to take it. Anyway, somehow you lent me your iPod because I didn't have mine, and holy shit, I had <laughs> no clue what was going on with that thing. Has, has that always, like, indie music... How do you... What amazed me about that is I'm 21 and mm-hmm. just starting to get into that, and you were, like, deep in the fucking trenches of music at, like, 14. How did you How do you end up like that? Uh, end up like... <laughs> how'd you end up there? All right. Not how did... How'd you end up being such a fucking freak? 
I'm, I'm going to admit something that I don't know that I've talked about. Okay. Um, like, early on, like, freshman year of high school, I had, like, a ridiculous crush on this one girl. Okay. Um, and it continued for a long, a sadly long time. Oh. But, um, and, like, I, I was friends with her, too, and... Yeah, like she she was into indie music, and I was like, "Oh, that's so fucking cool." <laughs> so like, yeah, I would kind of like I, I would go like see what bands she liked on MySpace. Oh man, and you just dove into it through her. It, yeah, sort of. And then like I know there was like a music festival then too, and so I I looked up a bunch of the bands from that festival and started listening to them and everything. But, nice. Well, I mean, that still kind of like begs the question: like, how did she discover all this stuff? Then was she like same age, probably, right? Yeah, I, how did this fucking kid get into all this? I, I don't know, man. Like, she, she was always like kind of a mythic figure. <laughs> like, she, like that. Just in my memory, there are things that are like, yeah, she seems just way too cool to have been fifteen. From the things I remember <laughs> about her being fifteen, do I know her? Yeah. Okay. Um, don't tell me. You can tell me after the cast. Okay. I, I I was gonna do a name drop last episode, but guest said no way, so we'll keep that rule. All right. Uh, mythic girl was she? Was was she like number one, like first girl he fell for, or she was just like blew everybody else out of the water because she was fucking uh, what's her face from Scott Pilgrim mixed with Zoe Deschanel? <laughs> yeah, uh, a, a little bit of that. Like I I'd kind of fallen for people like in middle school and everything, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, going through puberty you're gonna have crushes on everybody (laughs) um but yeah like she was she was definitely like the girl who for a long time just kind of like i i had a crush on her but like she was also sort of like a role model in a weird way okay like that's just i i like thought she was so cool and respected her and everything and Wow, respecting women that is progressive okay all right enough of that (laughs) so did that ever did that work out? Did you guys ever, like, become, like... We'll, we'll keep it platonic to start. Do you guys, like... You guys were friends. It wasn't just, yeah, like, we, freaky from afar thing. Yeah, we, we were friends. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I was going to give it another detail, but that might uh, that might limit the, the scope a little bit. What do you mean? Like, you would, it, like, like it, a, it would give away who she is. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, whatever. We yeah. would know. Yeah. Um, did it work out? Did you, like, pursue... Did you ever, like ask her like hey let's fucking go out let's do some stuff no i i should have i think it it would have worked out um well at least like in terms of just spending more time together one thing i'm not sure whether i this is definitely gonna identify her if she's listening to this for some weird reason she wouldn't be (laughs) but uh she is currently dating a woman so i don't know whether she's just been a lesbian all along or just bisexual what what the deal is oh as old as time that happened with the first girl that i got with yeah did i tell you that no yeah lesbian like immediately after we hooked up real bad oh man yeah <laughs> congratulations thank you that's oh real bad uh are you guys still like in contact um we're facebook friends so no <laughs> that, that, that's as much as i'm in contact with anybody pretty much including you sure well hey so. at least we got together for this yeah um so I can only remember you having the one relationship and just like yeah. she kind of the extent of it in high school or there was st- stuff you kept on the down low because you learned uh, I better not tell these fucking assholes anything. No. Uh, it, yeah, she she was pretty much it. And 
that that was kind of just because I fell into the relationship through total passivity. Like (laughs) there was (laughs) there was a long time where like I I I was kind of hanging out with her and like I knew she she was really into me and everything, but Uh like I. I was just like, eh, I, I don't know. And, like, I, eventually she just, like, <laughs> like it, she left me, like, a letter, like, saying, like, how she was so just, like, crazy about me and everything. And, like, she she really likes me, but, like, she felt like it's just too hard to see me, like, and have those feelings. So she wanted to either date me or just like kind of stop hanging out Whoa, so i was like ultimatum yeah so i was like all right that's a yeah, pretty we can, we can go <laughs> that's a pretty like painful adult move she made yeah which is like i i have to have you or i can't be <laughs> so how did it how did it wind down then because i mean you were passive i'm assuming you didn't break mm. it off she did no i did oh okay there you go no because right. i i mean like she she was cool and everything, mm-hmm. and I like I kind of dated her just because I was like, ooh, attention, that's nice. Yeah, but like I I didn't really like her <laughs> very much. Sure. Um. So so yeah. After a while, and she would she she wanted to make sure it was a very close relationship. Like she would call me every day after school and talk for like three hours. Oh. And, like and w- when I say she would talk, I, <laughs> I I don't mean we would talk. I mean she would talk. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that like at, after a while I, I was just like okay i've known you the equivalent of like a year now just through the amount of talking i've heard from you <laughs> and I, I i don't feel like we are on the same paths to enlightenment oh uh, so you've never you were the heartbreaker then never i was i mean you had like the have you had like heartbreak or just kind of like that passive heartbreak with the dream girl uh yeah just kind of that. i mean obviously you have more life after high school too but in general uh just kind of that passive heartbreak Mm -hmm. i mean yeah like with with dream girl kind of like petrarchan heartbreak i don't know what that means like just like longing from afar okay gotcha weird creepy sonnets after high school you go off to college Mm mm-hmm you go where? Uh, I went to the Colorado School of Mines, the premier institution for death. <laughs> um, uh, it, it, uh, yeah, it's an engineering school called the School of Mines. I went there because I was pretty into physics and just had a passion for it. And it turns out the School of Mines is really like career and internship ex- obsessed. Uh, hmm. Nobody really cares about what you're actually doing. And also, like everybody was so eager to prove that they were smart and i was i did not enjoy it so it was like a business school under the pretense of being a physics school almost yeah i mean it's an engineering school so i'm I'm, yeah yeah engineering excuse me (laughs) physics school that would be be way cooler you don't even learn any of the principles you just do physics (laughs) just fall uh so you didn't like it there i assume uh no and so yeah i kind of the Early in the second semester, like I kind of had like a little bit of a meltdown where like mm. I stopped stopped going to classes, um, kind of started holding myself up in my dorm and been there. Um, but like 
then I, I got like super paranoid. Like whenever I would even go to get food, like I felt like everybody was just staring at me and like I was so nervous like whenever I would walk that I was walking too close to somebody that like they felt like I would be following them because I was just in that weird yeah. fucking state of mind. Oh man. So do you think that was like the people or like the culture of the school or just like stuff in your own head or kind of I, all of it? it? It was just stuff in my own head. But Okay. How big of a school is mine? Um, I think about 6,000 students. So oh, pretty wow. small. Yeah, that's smaller than I thought it was. I thought it was a little, little big one. Um, so that ended around that second semester, or you you stuck it out for a little longer? And... No, I, 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 uh, I actually dropped out in the middle of that second semester. I feel you, bro. Did the same thing. Um, then what? Then what happened for Brendan? All right, so so then I was I moved back in with my parents, um, mm-hmm. kind of in like a weird, unstable place, and I was my, my mind was mentored back to health by like a you, Hungarian man named Gabor. Beautiful. <laughs> um, real quick, we'll get to Gabor. Okay. Uh, when you say unstable, you mean you were in an unstable place, or your parents' house was a little unstable? Oh no, no, I I was in an unstable place. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, my my, my parents were very supportive, but like I was still paranoid and didn't uh have to interact with people okay how did so gabor um <laughs> what's up with gabor who's he what's he what did he do all right so i uh first thing i did after i moved in with my parents was i started looking for a job and um first one i found was at a self-serve fro- frozen yogurt shop yeah um and it was uh was owned by by a hungarian man named gabor okay and um so, like, when I went in for the interview, like, he asked me some questions, and it was very intense. <laughs> then, like, afterwards... Like, what did he say? Um, well, he was just, like... It, it, he, he just had a very intense demeanor. Like, it was oh, standard okay. interview I questions. thought you meant, like, the, the questions oh, no. were, like, where do you see this going? <laughs> Will you marry my daughter? Yeah. But, okay, so he's an intense dude. Yeah. You get then, the job. Um, well, and oh, okay. the, the second part of the interview, he brought out a uh, five-gallon bucket uh, partially filled with coins <laughs> and told me to count it accurately. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. And so I, um, like, I did it, and, like, I, I had them all sorted out and everything, and I was like, okay, this is it, and then he... Uh, that's that's not the right number. <laughs> oh my god! No, so so I, I went through and counted again. And how long did it take? It, um, probably about ten minutes. Oh okay. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of counted through again. I was like, no, I'm I'm pretty sure that's right, and kind of explained it to him. Like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I I I don't know. Just maybe I'll give you a call back, which is kind of the standard line to like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not gonna hire you. Uh-huh. And like three hours later, he was like. Okay, so somebody just quit, and I need somebody to work tonight. Can you come in? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I wound up coming in, and I found out later from my coworker that just to mess with uh, Gabor, he'd taken two dollars out of that <laughs> job. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, great. How did how did Gabor pull you out of out of the slump? Um, so, like, I I, I think he was just. He, he was so much more intense than most managers uh-huh. and um like was would get frustrated with me when I wasn't doing things right or not talking to people right or anything and so like even though it was kind of a little bit overwhelming like it kind of like forced me to be like 
okay, I, I have to talk to these people, otherwise Gabor's going to yell at me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like militant tough love. Yeah. Oh, that's... And, and, and yeah, like, I, I really felt like my mind was in a much better place after working there for a while. Wow. Have you ever, like, told them, like, you kind of saved me a little bit, man? Um, I, I might have. I don't know if he'd, he probably wouldn't. He'd probably just react to it by, like, cutting his fingernails with a knife. Yeah. It's what I do. Yeah. Yogurt and mentoring young boys. <laughs> Save them. Um, so you get out of the yogurt place. You're a, you're a happy new man, born again, baptized in the yogurt. <laughs> um, then what? So then I do what every happy, well-adjusted person does and uh, start delivering pizzas for Domino's. Oh, that's fine. That's right. That's right. I know. Uh, yeah. Um, anything uh, with that? Was that, or is that just uh, kind of a job? It was just kind of a job. It was, it was all right. I worked with, with a bunch of old people who were very sad that they were still working at Domino's. Yeah. But yeah. Um, too eventful. was anything else going on in your life or is just kind of just, I got to keep my head down. Gabor gave me this leg up. <laughs> I'm just trying to assimilate back into society or it, or did you have anything else going on at the time? Um, that was pretty much it. Although I was I was planning for, for the next thing that I was planning to do. Yeah. So the next thing you did, spoiler alert, Peace Corps. How was what 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 inspired you to like to make that move? Because to me, that's just, that's such a huge jump. If not only mm-hmm. helping people, but for that uh, kind of time to go, I'm going to dedicate. A, what was it? A year plus? Um, it was. Uh, ten months. Oh so. well, okay. Well, still, uh, did get dedicate ten months to, you know, what what inspired yeah. that choice? Um, well, I like it, it was kind of something I was like, I I just I needed a way to to get out of my parents' house, um, and like I I really didn't feel like going back to college was a good idea because I was, uh, just very overwhelmed with the previous experience so i didn't want to do that but i also didn't want to just kind of keep working food service and living with my parents forever yeah so yeah um, <laughs> yeah uh so yeah i i found that and um uh, it seemed like kind of a kind of a cool way to to get out kind of see the country help people oh and, and by the way um just for posterity's sake, it, it yep. was AmeriCorps, which is kind of oh, a okay. different thing from the Peace Corps. It's just like a domestic version. Ah, sorry. But, oh, uh, okay. No, you're right. I should have known that. Um, AmeriCorps. You liked AmeriCorps? Uh, yeah, I liked AmeriCorps a lot. It was it was pretty stressful, um, just because it was a very kind of regimented life. Like they, um, that there's kind of a big structure of command where they're the people at the, the office and then they've got the team leader and you're not allowed to like break any rules, hmm. have alcohol in the house. Um, so like it was kind of very, very strict and a little bit frustrating and kind of bureaucratic. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, I helps helped FEMA close out a few, few uh, projects that they were working on. Oh, good. Yeah. So I mean, is that is that kind of what AmeriCorps work looks like? Is like assisting the bigger agencies, or it's kind of like community service, Batman style? We go where we're needed. Or uh, the, there are a few programs. So the the one I did was specifically working with FEMA. Um, okay. Oh, okay. And and yeah, kind of just almost working like interns within FEMA. 
Sure. Um, but then there are more traditional programs too, where yeah, they do kind of just go go wherever. Like they'll sign up to like run a Habitat for Humanity project or something like that. Mm. Now, do you, this is a kind of weird, loaded question, I guess. Um, do you feel like you got more out of it because you were you're just out and doing stuff, or do you feel like the charity aspect of it is what really sold it for you? Um, I feel like the yeah kind of the the charity service aspect of it was what helped because because yeah like i i i have trouble motive like taking motivation just from myself to really work hard so the fact that my hard work was actually doing things for other people kind of was the driving factor beyond the behind what actually allowed me to to get out and do things do you have any Stories? Anything just fucking nuts happen in America, or is oh, a little man. too, a little too much of a leash on you for that? Um, nah, that, that, there was nothing, nothing too nuts. I, I do remember because we weren't allowed to drink in uh, in the housing, but we were in Missouri, which has basically the laxest liquor laws of anywhere. <laughs> okay, I occasionally on on the weekends I would. Uh, walk out i would go to a convenience store buy buy a handle of whiskey <laughs> and then just drink it in the park and, and write stories <laughs> and I, like I'd, I'd come well n- no like kind of the the small uh, oh, okay the, yeah the smaller one yeah um yeah and, and then like I'd, I'd come back and like i, I don't know because i was living i had uh like four other people in a hotel room that I was living with. I slept in the corner on a pile, <laughs> like a nest of uh, pillows and blankets. Um, but like the, the, they would come up and like, uh, like show me like different like internet videos and be like, Hey man. And like, I, I would laugh and talk with them. And I asked them afterwards, like, Hey, did you guys notice that I was like pretty drunk? <laughs> They're like, Oh no, I, I just thought that was you. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty good. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, Jesus. Uh, that sound is, uh, there's a word right underneath a bowling alley mm. in this fucking, that or wrestling practice, I forget which. A man wrestling a bowling ball. <laughs> you go to sleep. That's good. Um, your story, I wasn't complimenting my own shitty calcanine tag. <laughs> That's that's a good story that you got drunk and then went to AmeriCorps <laughs> and they couldn't tell. Um, so you get out of there. Like this is just, <laughs> we're just doing like a shitty audio biopic of you, pretty much. Yeah, that's okay. Um, you get out of there and you go. You're done in America. You say I've seen all this fucking country has to offer me. And then you go to you went to China, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, I. Went and uh, taught taught kindergartners to speak English in China, or at least taught them songs. Okay, well, hey, so, there yeah. you go. Do you like that? Uh, yeah, it was it was super amazing. That um, yeah, was because I was living with a couple other Americans, but I was living in Suzhou, so it's not nearly as uh, a city called Suzhou. Oh, okay. So it's not nearly as Americanized as like Shanghai or somewhere, mm-hmm. um, where like there's a lot of English being spoken and. You see other white people, and and things like that. So it it took a, a lot of getting used to, but it was it was exciting. Like I I could just go out for a walk anytime I felt like it, and it was like a huge adventure. Nice. You know? uh, did you learn learn language? 
Um, I, I picked up a little bit. I learned how to order food and how to tell kids to sit down. <laughs> but, uh, nice. I, yeah, I, I didn't really study it, so. Uh, like, how, how would you say China compares to the U.S.? Um, I mean, I understand there's vast <laughs> differences, but, like, what really stuck with you? I'd say the biggest thing is that the, um, people seem a lot more kind of civic-minded than individual-minded. Yeah, a lot more Hondas. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, okay. But, no, and, and, like, well, that... Uh, like, it doesn't allow for nearly as much, like, creative expression and a lot of the kind of really cool, great things about America. Mm-hmm. Um, it also means that, like, people kind of just, like, help each other out. And, like, it's... I, I, I just got that feeling. And I don't know whether that's Chinese culture in general or just, like, communist culture or what, but I... Like, how would they help each other? Because I've heard, like, there's a criticism... or Well, it was going around a couple months ago of China that, like... If they see somebody get hit by a car, everybody leaves them right the fuck alone because nobody wants to get uh, legally implicated. Yeah. So, like, how would they help each other? Just, like, food, money, or just, like, come on, drunky, let's get you home. Or, like, what What did that, I guess we'll call it camaraderie, look like? Um, I mean, like, for example, like, uh, say if you were riding on a train, mm-hmm. they, they're situated... Um, like the actual kind of long distance trains are situated. So you have kind of two benches of people sitting across from each other. Mm-hmm. And on there, like people will like always just like kind of pick up and talk with strangers and like be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll watch your kid. And it's, it's no big thing. Mm. And like share food and everything. And, and yeah, like people, people aren't like nervous that somebody's going to steal their child. They're like, oh yeah. And meet, uh, Mr. Ma or something. Hmm. Okay. So, um, I already forgot the name of the city. I apologize. Uh, Sujo. Sujo. Do you think Sujo was a smaller town, right? Um, or it's just just a more Chinese big town. A more Chinese big town. It, oh. it was roughly the size of Chicago. Oh, holy shit! Uh, well, I was gonna be like, well, you you think that's just the their small town values? But <laughs> yeah, I mean, big as Chicago, that's pretty. Wow, that's that's amazing then that, that they can retain that even if they're yeah, well they're living like that. They're like something like twenty cities in China that are over ten million people. Whoa, like yeah. Well, I guess their population's like three times ours, so that mm-hmm. makes sense. But... And and yeah, like instead of having kind of the suburban sprawl, um, mostly everybody either lives in the cities or they're just a poor farmer out in the countries. There's there's like no. There, excuse me no real in between yeah like that there's no kind of goal to have like a, a two-bedroom house in a yard and everything like mm-hmm. everybody wants to live in the city did you venture out into the urban thing did you get have your own little zen adventure get to um, paint water lilies <laughs> and cut grain with a sickle like in the like in um, my chinese cartoons i yes i i, I cut Loads of grain with sickles. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, I did. After I was finished teaching, I, I kind of took a train out and went to Xi'an, which is another big city, but kind of a totally different culture because it was the starting point for the Silk Road. So it oh, has wow. a lot of kind of like cool Turkish influence and like it's it was a cool city, man. Nice. Um, yeah, and then after that, I went down and 
like hiked a mountain in uh, Sichuan province that had like Buddhist temples along it and slept at the Buddhist temples as I hiked it. And you did this all solo. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Fuck, dude. Good work. You never felt like intimidated or anything during the journey or was just kind of part of it and you learned to cope or? Um, Yeah, it was just kind of part of it. Honestly, the most intimidating thing were monkeys. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Monkeys are scary as fuck. You run into a bunch of them? Yeah, because that that mountain I hiked um, was kind of one of the biggest uh, areas for Tibetan macaques, which I I don't know if you've seen them. They're they're like the size of Labradors. Holy shit. Yeah. You have any run-ins with them, or they were just kind of like, ugh, fucking monkeys? No, uh, yeah, one one guy I was hiking with, um, like, because, like, we all carried sticks to kind of, like, slap against the ground to scare the monkeys off. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like, there was one part where they would often hang out, like, on the steps up to temples. Mm-hmm. And so I was hiking with this one Chinese guy who didn't speak any English. And um, uh, we saw just a huge group of monkeys just, like, sitting, intimidating people. <laughs> and... Um, so we, we kind of tried to just move fast and, like, hold out our palms because that kind of shows, like, yeah, we don't have food for you. Uh-huh. Um, not make any direct eye contact because that's a sign of aggression. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I made it past fine, and then he was behind me, and, like, he, he was carrying his food under his shirt like a pregnant belly just so uh-huh. that they wouldn't know that it was there. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, like, one monkey, like, ran up to him, like, grabbed it, and, like, he tried to hang on to it, oh, but, no. like, it, it, like wrenched it away from them like threw it off and then they all took off into the forest wow and yeah then like another time too like there was a monkey who saw that somebody uh who was sitting on a bench like had some noodles out that they were preparing Uh and um the monkey kind of started to to come up and like make designs on it then uh the guy kind of like looked straight at it and yelled which is like the worst thing you can do really? it just kind of yeah and so the monkey just kind of planted and started shrieking and like oh, a few other monkeys fuck. came in to like crew on this guy oh my god <laughs> and, um so and it, this was right outside of temple too so um so yeah like the, and it was sort of like a mexican standoff where like we were just staring at the monkeys like they were staring at us like <laughs> a, about to attack and uh, a lady who works in there just walked out with a slingshot. The monkeys <laughs> all just scattered. <laughs> what are you? What are you supposed to do in the event of a monkey attack? Um, I don't know. Probably just try and get away from the monkey attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know there's like advice for bears, but did they like when you're going up the mountain? They're like, "Hey, fucking monkeys." Here's some steps to take. Um, I mean, they, they give you advice on how to avoid provoking them, but yeah, if, I think once you provoke them, it's done. Yeah, and cool. I mean, like I, I think most of the time, like they just want to steal your food. Sure. So, I I feel like the the one situation where the guy yelled at the monkey and everything, uh-huh. they they seemed ready to attack, but the rest of the times they just wanted to to mug you. You know. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, thank God. Yeah. I've never seen a victim of a macaque attack. <laughs> let's let's Google it. Let's put it up on the TV. We got in here. Yeah. Uh, we're doing this in a we're doing this in a conference room, by the way. So two person conference. Uh, we're about forty meters apart from each other. It's a very very nice conference room, and these mics are working great for picking up all the ambient. If I do say so myself. Okay. So yeah, man. Holy, I didn't know a lot of that shit about you. 
I mean, I knew you went on like some of these adventures and stuff, but I don't know. It was like formative and whatnot. Um, I guess let's continue with the the sixty minutes special on you. <laughs> um, you get back from China. Now what? Um, so now I'm I'm just going to school and working. Um, mm-hmm. It's um, nothing nothing too exciting, um, but. Yeah, at least like I'm I'm going to school and not having a complete meltdown, which Yeah, um, that's that's huge progress. Do you think you've about. just like you think you've just come a long way? That's why that is? Uh yeah, that and and also like I'm in an environment like the other thing about mines too is it's it was pretty like insular. Mm-hmm. Like um you don't really leave campus or anything. Like I was eating at the food the dining hall there and mm-hmm. like even just walking out into Golden, Golden is pretty small, so there's not much else to do. Um, whereas, yeah, now, like, I just feel like a dude who happens to be going to school as opposed to, like, the full student. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, because it's like, it's, like, locked away pretty much in, like, the bottom of a canyon almost, right? Or, like, it, a mountain range almost. It, yeah, pretty much. There's the south table on one side and the Rocky Mountains on the other. Ooh. Did you think, like, the people there were anything special? I mean, did you think they were really like, holy fuck, these people are smart and they deserve to be here? Or was it just kind of like, you guys are all fucking the same dumbasses <laughs> as outside. What are you doing here? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they were definitely super smart in, like, kind of a mathematical, scientific way. Mm-hmm. But they, like, also nobody, like, read, <laughs> you know? So, like, read theories or, like, books? Books. I guess theories are still in books. Man, uh, well, yeah, that makes so, sense, I guess. It's hard to be that proficient, I guess, and still even a semblance of well-rounded. Yeah, so just smart, but in a really <coughs> robotic way. Yeah, did, were they just all just like half autistic, kind of? Um, it, or they could pretty much hold their own? It, yeah, I mean, the, the, there was a variety. Like, I, I was definitely... Like even there, I I was one of the nerdier people. Like I okay. I, I joined a, a fraternity for the board games. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, and that is not a joke. I believe. Um, uh, that's too bad. I really would have loved to see like a showdown or like like the top brain of the school is like giving you shit or something. <laughs> Then all you have to do is like make eye contact with him, and he backs down. That's just how like socially crippled he is. Yeah. Hey, Dylan, what are you doing here? What? <laughs> I mean, dude, I had, I fucking hated college. Yeah. I don't think I hated college. I think I hated where I went. Yeah. Um, so, no. so how long did you go to UNC? I went for a year and like a little bit of change mm-hmm. um i made it like halfway into the first semester of sophomore year and it was just just a garbage school man yeah the, the people there were gross the faculty gross the city gross mm-hmm. um okay this i was i want to make sure i wasn't repeating myself this is a story i told to an actual person um the like there was a big catalyst that saw me like leave mm-hmm. that plane, and it was this. Fu- I still remember her fucking name because I'm gonna write her a letter <laughs> if I ever become anything, and it's gonna be so angry. Uh, but like, there's things have been going shitty for a while, and 
the, the catalyst of it was there was this one like sophomore level uh, writing class mm-hmm. that worked as a as a workshop. So the whole fucking the entire class for the whole semester was going to be Monday. Somebody turns in a story. Wednesday we review it. Friday we get a new story in, in like a rotation like that. <sighs> Must have been the second story that anybody ever turned in. This bumbling butt fuck of a stream of consciousness, just garbage story. And <laughs> get this, you're gonna want to hold on to your hats for this one. It ends uh, the big twist of the story. The protagonist was Batman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it just it made me so angry and Ugh. I just I was like, are we and I just said this aloud to the class. Uh are are we allowed to just is this a fan fiction class? Is this just, and uh that really, you know, it's it's amazing how directly questioning authority gets that authority to not like you. It's amazing <laughs> how that works. And so she was just that teacher and I just got off to a real wrong foot and it was like that animosity was just the final straw and uh, I did the same thing I just kind of shelled up um, and then I just stopped going because okay. I had to drive there too like 45 minutes each way Oof. every fucking like three days or, or three days out of the week and I like I had nothing else going on and it was ugh, very bad time but yeah not not worth that effort to get a degree in slash <laughs> Yeah, for real. I, look, have you seen my Gaia account? Okay, <laughs> I have. I I know how to write about Harry Potter and anime meeting to each other. Oh God, dude, have you ever? <clears throat> I feel like you would perfectly appreciate this. Have you ever seen the webcomic um, Tales Gets Trolled? I have not. No. It's it, it's like this Tim and Eric sort of like fan fiction offshoot thing. And it's got like the Sonic, it's got like video game characters, and it's it's done really badly on purpose. <laughs> and it's like thousands of pages <laughs> of sprawling like ambition, and it's oh, amazing. That it, sounds fantastic. It's got like Ronald McDonald fighting like Sylvester and Granny, and like there's satanic. Pa- it's yeah, it's really like, beautiful. I, although, like, I always wonder with like things that are of such a large scale of that that are so ridiculous whether they kind of actually get into it as an actual thing well i mean you have scale yeah you can't like (laughs) look how silly this is you can do that for like 10 you can't get into all right this is my 10th year of updating um (laughs) i don't know i love that kind of okay uh so this is perfect kind of for the you know the hypothesis of this podcast you mentioned earlier like you know, we were just kind of buds who knew each other right. and then, like, became less or uh, less animosity. There wasn't animosity, um, but maybe there was. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we just became better friends. What do you think was, like, the catalyst for that? Let's let's get into that, I guess. Let's talk about our feelings. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it only I... took me seven minutes of stuttering to get it out. <laughs> um now I'm gonna study stutter for fourteen more trying to enter it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think um, just as as we got older, 
kind of our our respective bullshits got less in the way <laughs> where or, or at least like we internalized our bullshit more as opposed to having like your demeanor being like oh i'm i'm the guy who's gonna mess with everybody and me being like oh, i'm the guy who's gonna bitch about everything <laughs> so, so spot on so perfect yeah i mean i definitely i think it might be a little more internalized because i definitely yeah. still have that i just want to fuck with everybody aspect to me do you feel like you still have a little bit of i just want to complain about everything or I don't know. You've been on yeah. real adult adventures, um, so maybe you've gotten that worked yeah. out of you by monkeys. <laughs> no, no, not not really. I mean, the the funny thing is, like, kind of while I was like in China and a little bit in America too, like because I was so busy, like I didn't really have that. But now that I'm back into kind of school, like I feel like I've kind of like it feels like regressing, but it, I think it's just kind of more situational that I don't have like an adult job or anything necessarily. Sure. Well, I mean, give your, I think give yourself a little bit more credit. You haven't regressed. You know, you're still you're sticking in it, and you say finals went well, and yeah, you know, you're you're out. You're you're regardless of anything else, you're living in fucking downtown Denver. Yeah, and and, and yeah, like <clears throat> like my, my demeanor is definitely better, but like there's still a little bit of like uh, everything is terrible, and I. Yeah. I, I've I've taken to to occasionally tweeting because I, I I like Twitter as like a social media platform that like you're not supposed to put out your your happiest shiningest stuff like you yeah just like can put out like weird depressing that's tweets. a good sign I like so. that that's definitely excuse me gives Twitter like a leg up because that's all fucking Facebook is is yeah. bragging and making other people feel bad yeah and. I guess Instagram too. Uh, I'm, I mean, I mostly use Instagram for puppies, so I don't see a whole. But you're right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll give you a shout out. We'll see if we can't give you a couple more followers. We'll tag your <laughs> your name in the description of this. Get you get you some tweet traffic. All right. Do you have like a, so Twitter's kind of the hobby right now? Uh, not really. Just like occasionally when I feel like I need to shout out something to avoid, <laughs> I'll, I'll tweet something and be like, "Yeah, maybe Ben will read this." But like, I, I, I doubt. Like the for some reason, like I've, I follow like a couple's like Zen Buddhist accounts that will tweet cones. Uh-huh. Whenever you follow them, they follow back. I do not know if that's a Buddhist principle. <laughs> <laughs> I like that's good. It's real good. Um. So no hobbies right now. Um, no, not, not really. What happened to the music, man? Used to be so into music. Used to, used to play the harp a lot. <laughs> Just like recall things about the past, but badly. <laughs> you used to be like a six foot four German girl, didn't you? <laughs> well, that's why. Um, so yeah, what's, what's up with music? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, the weird thing is, I feel like weirdly kind of disillusioned with music. Um, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I used to kind of feel like a particular kind of music was like much better than actu- than other music and like it had actual emotion and everything. Mm-hmm. And now like I've given more of a sh- fair shake to pop music, but on the other hand, like I also kind of just analyze like music that I previously thought was so great just as like just a piece of pop music and <laughs> it's it, it, yeah like it um i don't know like i need to find 
some band or something that I can get really into again because I haven't been really into music for a while. What kind of music do you used to like? Um, a lot of indie rock type stuff. Um, uh, Mountain Goats are, are are still my favorite band. I really like the Mountain Goats. Um, but uh, some some punk, but like I don't know enough about it to feel like yeah, I'm 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 into punk. Punk's real big in the Denver comedy scene. I think just kind of because of the ages of some of the people in mm-hmm. it, and like, I don't fucking get it. It all just sounds like the Tony Hawk <laughs> fucking soundtrack, like Black Flag. It's like American Wasteland. <laughs> yeah, it's just like there's people who do this technically better in mm-hmm. a different genre, and there's people who play with more aggression in a different genre. Why? Like, what is this? Why is this around? What are we doing? Get out of here. Get out of here, Black Flag. <laughs> uh, you know what you need to do? You need to just grow your hair out again and just get real into post-rock. Yes. Just get real into 13-minute tracks. Mm-hmm. Just one note on a guitar echoing for 30 <laughs> seconds. Just really start getting into the emotion of what music is. Yes. And what it can be. Yeah. So, so you you said like you're you're kind of getting into more like indie stuff now. Like, what what are you listening to? I'm just trying to have something to talk to these fucking people <laughs> about. Um, I'm just getting into like the Pitchfork Media and like Four um, Chan's like Music Board is like pretty pretty decent hipster hub. Um, I'm getting into alternative hip hop a little bit thanks nice. to um, Sean Cummings. Shout out to him. Hope he's doing good in the hospital. What up, Sean Cummings? <laughs> He'll love that if he listens to it. Um, and then I did actually get into post-rock for a little bit. And then some of like the folk garbage. Um, and then catching up with like the classics, like talking heads and stuff. Nice. Um, so again, I'm not diving into anything particularly hard it's just trying to oh i've vaguely heard of that band yeah please <laughs> pay attention to me <laughs> i listen to any doom tree which an alternative hip-hop i have not you should you should check them out but they're like a collective out of uh uh minneapolis i think uh-huh. um and so yeah that they, they all do stuff on their own that's pretty good but yeah together they they put out really good really good music nice i've I was studying music theory for just like a little bit a mm-hmm. couple months ago because I really just want to start my own rap collective. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I think I think I think the world is long overdue for a little bub rap, like a hyper aggressive, <laughs> really profane rap about little bub, <laughs> the magical space kitty. Yeah, you put that out, man. You you've got the setup. I mean, I've got. I've got a microphone, and I can probably install Fruity Loops. I can torrent Fruity Loops. Just kidding. Pay for everything. <laughs> I would never do that. And that's not like half of the programs on my computer are stolen yeah. at all. Okay. Um, I, I did this last podcast, mm-hmm. but I need, a, I need fucking notes to transition smoothly to the next thing. These are cool sound effects. This is going to sound like Radio Lab. <laughs> the next thing. <laughs> uh, um, oh, well, 
here. We'll just talk about this, and if you want, we can totally cut it. Okay. Uh, you you called me out on Facebook yesterday for airing out <laughs> your <laughs> your sexual laundry, so I uh, I apologize for that. Why do I keep checking my phone? Um, is that you want you want to go into that or leave that alone? Um, no, I'll I'll, I'll just mention you, you mentioned on the first podcast you had a high school friend who shoved a drumstick in his ass. That was this guy, um, and you're a hero for doing it. Uh, thank you. How how do you get there? How are you just like, uh, I, I this has to go in there. I'm not leaving that out of there. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess curiosity. Also, at, like around that time, early high school, like I was, I was in like really into to like Augustine Burroughs and David Sedaris. Okay, and like I just felt like from my demeanor that I should be gay. <laughs> Like I wasn't really attracted to men, but I was like, you know, I, I should I should give it a shake because like I I seem pretty gay, right? <laughs> um, so 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 yeah, I, I think that that was it, it, slightly part of part of that. Okay, Turn, turns out I'm I'm just a faggy straight dude. <laughs> well, this is the you were born in the perfect time to be a faggy straight dude, <laughs> the absolute best. That that's an interesting thought though, because um, I've known a lot of people like that yeah. who have like in high school for one reason or another. There's like the, there's like a pause. It's like, well, fuck, maybe I'm gay. Do you think that's just kind of like an innate thing that everybody does, or do you think that's like just bullying <laughs> leads to that? You, you hear something enough, or like, so you I, you came to that kind of because of those novels or just kind of just my like demeanor and in general like i i I didn't feel like i like back to me being like a an angsty teen Mm -hmm. i like didn't feel like i related to the mainstream culture sure um and like i i i was slightly effeminate like didn't really care for sports or anything Mm -hmm. and and yeah like kind of related to to those books and yeah i just felt like you know what? That this seems like I might be gay, but okay. But yeah, like back to your original question, though. Like I feel like that's that's a really healthy thing, actually, to kind of question and like decide, like, am I gay? And for, for some people, that's going to be like very, very <laughs> definitively no, or very definitively yes. But I feel like anybody who doesn't is kind of just like afraid of the idea of being gay. That's a good thought. Well, that's maybe a question I should. I should get a gay person on here and ask them that. Yeah, you should. Because I wonder, like I said, because I know a lot of people where it was like a pause, and I wonder if for them it was like a, just kind of like a, no, there's no pause. It was pretty pretty sure this way. Or if they were like, I gave pause to the thought of like, maybe I'm straight. Yeah. Um, I don't Like, that's the thing, though, is I, th- I really, I think it's not a tr- I think it's just so fucking deep down and like innate. Because mm-hmm. like, if you were trying to, fucking like give a whack to like just dude on dude porn it's just like i can't fucking yeah. even when i meant like my gays i'm like oh maybe <laughs> i could maybe i could come in my mouth to this but i'm like ah these are these dudes are gross yeah or were you able uh, to like see the beauty in in dudes and I, I that sounds like i'm like about to give you a swirly no matter what your answer is but it's it's earnest 
see that the the beauty is the wind ripples through the the arm hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like that was the other thing too, because I I felt like if if you're a guy, you're not allowed to acknowledge that other guys are aesthetically attractive, mm-hmm. and like the, the, there are dudes who like yeah, that's that's a handsome face. Yeah, but there's I think there's a really big difference between like oh that's beautiful and like yeah let me fucking like, yeah. mess that up yeah so yeah and I, I feel like later I kind of came to the the conclusion that I only have uh, creepy violent feelings towards women <laughs> 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 that is the worst way to state that so good no you perfectly perfectly <laughs> called me out on the way that I delivered that. Uh. That's all it is, though. Sex is violence. Yeah. No, it's not. It doesn't have to be. It can be. Whatever you're into. Um, I mean, we knew a couple, like, gay dudes in our circle. There was they one They asked was... me out. Oh, fuck. That's right. That's right. And you take them up on it? No. Good call. Good call. Um, why not? You had the perfect yeah. opportunity. Yeah, but I also I remember that guy. It's like, well, he's not that attractive. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I like. Yeah, I think that was kind of like a, a thing. Like, maybe in theory I am, and then kind of push came to shove. And I'm like, no, I yeah, I, I don't think that that doesn't sound like an appealing thing to do. Hmm. Gotcha. Well, I mean, at least got a concrete answer then. Yeah. Uh, I do have a surprise for you. Okay. This hell has been an elaborate ruse to uh, gangbang you in the conference room. All right. Get him, boys. <laughs> ah, ah! Radio Lab. <laughs> no, Jad. Jad Abraham. Stop doing that. I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right, but stop doing that, Jad. <laughs> Can you imagine how boring that would be to like be under a table? For like an hour, like oh my god, I just oh, I have like I have things to do. Why do I have to wait for this? Well, what else? What else don't I know about little baby Brenda? Oh, uh, your family. Mm-hmm. Like them, hate them? They're there. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really like my family. Good. Um, yeah, especially kind of getting getting a little distance on them through through America or in China and everything. Like yeah, kind of come to come to realize I've I've got cool parents, yeah. uh pretty cool sister. Mm-hmm. Gotten gotten close to her as she's she's gotten older. So good. Yeah. Not you guys weren't super close when she was a youngin? Um not really. I mean like she she looked up to me a lot, but I like I I was an asshole during the time, so I was kind of like, yeah, I don't care about and nice. She also didn't seem to have like a fully formed personality. She was just like annoying creature who watches a lot of Disney Channel and replicates that. <laughs> but now she's her own person, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got a cool sister. How's the extended family? Um, yeah, I, for the most part, like my my extended family. Um, yeah, I've got uh, my on my mom's side. Uh, most of my extended families in Colorado, and they're they're pretty fun to hang out with. And, um, yeah, I went, um, actually last weekend I went up to Missoula to see my nieces on my dad's side, or my, uh, cousins on my dad's side, because, um, one of them actually played Clara in their production of the Nutcracker up there. Okay. So, um, 
yeah, I, I, I like my extended family. Good. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I was really hoping for some. Uh, I, I love my mom. Love my dad. Uh, my forgotten brother, though. <laughs> no, um, I, 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 I will mention like my my grandpa on my dad's side is a dick. Like, like he's yeah, he's um, he's got got a pretty big alcohol problem. Ooh. Lives up in Maine with a British woman he met online who is honestly just kind of waiting for him to die now. Um, yeah did that like inform a lot of what your dad's doing did um, i should say what, well both why not um i mean yeah i, I think like just the as like a negative example yeah that um he didn't want to be like his dad well i mean what i'm leading to with that is like what was the what was the climate of like stuff like that in, in your house like how were like drugs and alcohol and all that like treated um, I mean, I, not, not too harshly, like, I, I think kind of, I, I was like a quiet and demure enough kid that for a while, like, it felt like, oh, Brendan would, would never do that. Like, <laughs> they, they weren't really worried. And then, like, my mom came to pick me up one time from a friend's house and, like, I'd gotten freaked out and just like I was drenched myself in cologne and I almost just like knew something was up and like then the, the whole time because I was so un- unbelievably high and that I, I had actually like I, I vomited from how high I was um, and uh, so he, and then like yeah they could tell I was I was super high and kind of gave me that we're we're pretty disappointed like I don't think you do this kind of talk about like so so, so why would you why would you want to do that why would you want to um kind of shut down your own minds in in that way and like just to get rid of my inhibitions yeah so kind of had that that whole talk with them but how do you react with weed Weed, um well not well i've i've found uh i i enjoy being high when i'm outside okay i like for some reason, being high indoors, um, I, I guess sometimes if it's indoors with other people who I like, then it's mm-hmm. it's okay. But but yeah, like just sitting in my room, being like, okay, I'm just gonna like listen to podcasts or watch TV or do whatever, and I kind of have to refigure out what I like, and it never really <laughs> works out. Like uh, maybe I'll watch Game of Thrones. I do not understand Game of Thrones at the moment. <laughs> 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 and and yeah, then it just kind of get devolves into like frustration with why doesn't my brain work right now? Yeah. Whereas like if if I'm outside, I, it's just like ooh, air feels nice. <laughs> huh. That's good. well. Maybe I should try that. I do not. I used to be able to handle weed a lot better, but recently I don't know if it's just because I got this fucking bong and I just can't handle it, or if I just got a real bad strain. But I oh my God, I can't fucking handle it right now yeah like i just just severe like under the covers panic attacks almost really? every time yeah i don't know why like, i don't know my it, mine just races horribly and it just goes to like this existential like worst place um, I, yeah i mean uh, intoxication in any form definitely i think serves to 
enlighten how we look at sobriety and change that a little bit for better or worse because you look like oh that's who i really am oh that's it's really deep down there when i can't protect my ego and i'm not playing this evil game that yeah. i play yeah I, I went out drinking a few nights ago and and got thrown out of a bar for trying to pour myself a beer and succeeding <laughs> You like you like swiped it from behind, or how'd you do that? Um, so, so this one bar actually has uh, two, like it's got two two bar areas, and mm-hmm. this was on like a Sunday night. Um, so what uh, they were only operating one of them, mm-hmm. and I was out with uh, some friends from work, and we 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 were headed out, but like w- one of them is just really fucking goes after women hard. Okay, <laughs> and Ugh. so he like. He was like, it, "Wait up! I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to that waitress." And like walked into the back to go talk to her. Oh Jesus! And um, so oh, my God. Y- yeah, like I I, I should have been just like ashamed enough to be hanging uh-huh. out with that guy. But um, like the time, like I, I was kind of standing by this other bar, and like I noticed yeah, there's there's nobody around here. There's a <laughs> stack of water cups right there, and there's a tap. So I just <laughs> kind of grabbed grabbed a cup, like. Suddenly filled it, and I, like I was standing there for like a good thirty seconds, just sipping on it before a security guard saw me obviously drinking beer out of a water cup near the <laughs> extra tap, and was like, "All right, you're done. It's time to go." Uh, man, you're uh, you're a little different when you drink, and that, that's not bad. Yeah, I just I hung out with you one time before, and you just, I mean, you were just a different. Um, you're just a little more fucking reckless like that. Um, yeah. Do you kind of like that, or it's just kind of, it's what it is? It, no, I, I am a very shame-based person. I, I feel like I am a secret Catholic. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I felt so bad about that. I was considering just walking to that bar, like, saying, like, I, I'd like to pay for a drink and then not get it. I, I got caught stealing a drink the other night. Like, I, I, I didn't do that, but I couldn't remember what bar it was. Hey, there it is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I... Man, you got to give yourself more credit for for sleuthing. You're getting away with these free drinks here. Yeah, all this drunk stuff. You well it, it, at the time of stealing the drink, I I was I was uh, playing a lot of Morrowind, <laughs> like I so I, I was just kind of in the the mode of like yeah, I mean like if you can if you can crouch and you get that indication that nobody can see you, <laughs> you're fine to steal stuff. It's it's not immoral if nobody sees you. <laughs> If, I bet if you'd slammed it, you could have gotten away with it a couple more times. Probably. <laughs> but then again, then you'd be the guy who figured out, hey, guys, I know how to get free drinks. Yeah. You just don't pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> great. Really great. Um, <clears throat> oh, here we go. Let's do this. What? Uh, what's next for Brendan? What's, what's the future hold for young Brendan? I I really don't know. Um, I I want to finish school. Um, I mean, not not like to any particular purpose, but just so I don't feel fucked over in the future. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm considering there's there's a thing called City Year that's um, like another AmeriCorps type program. Uh, okay. But like you live on your own and you just uh, kind of help tutor at uh, high school. So I've been kind of kind of kicking that around. Um, I'm not sure. Like I, I I have a hard time 
like I said, kind of doing things that are self-motivated. So I, I don't know. I need to figure out some way to live a life where like I am kind of full time helping out other people. And that's, that's a, that's a noble thing to do. Uh, what degree are you going for? The mostly useless degree philosophy. Whoa. Although I, I, I'm also kind of, um, I'm considering trying to double major with math just, um, so that, uh, I might be able to get like a te- teaching licensure for that. Sure, sure. You really, you really caught the charity bug. You really like to do good things for other people. That's um, um, well, and that's it's a great thing. It's, it's not so much like I, I like to or anything. Like I just <laughs> like I'm the, I don't even this. like charity. I just do it for the pussy. Yeah. Uh, no, like I, I just for real. Like I'm. Like, I've done okay this semester in school. Hopefully it can continue. But, like, I just have a... I get kind of real lazy and depressed and down on myself when I'm doing shit for my own edification, so... Huh. I do that, too. That's, um... I wonder if being less of a selfish prick would help that. (laughs) That's a a good thought. Okay. Uh, Okay, that's not bad. That's pretty good on time. Uh, let's end with a, a crusher. I always love to end. Leave him wanting more. Um, you're Chinese, correct? Okay. <laughs> no, I'll, I, I don't. I don't want to talk about. What's your junk warrant? <laughs> I want to talk about the future. Uh, well, I mean, what what would you like to see in your future then? You, just a life of helping um, people out, or? I mean, that's a pretty big, intimidating question. Um, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wanna, I wanna create something, but I don't really create things. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I wanna write, or I've gotten kind of bummed out about music, so probably not that. But mm-hmm. writing, or I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But like that, the, there's part of me that like that's deeply deeply what i want to do but mm. i haven't really done that so i don't want to base my life decisions around that so instead i'll just go for helping people because that doesn't make me too sad <laughs> <laughs> all right that's great that's a great thought well brendan thank you so much for joining us this is a really good episode real Thanks. deep we really got to the meat of life uh signing off for ships and the night guys thanks for listening